Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Armchair GMs. I'm your host, Tommy Tallarino, and alongside me today is my wonderful co-host, Jordan Navarro. Jordan, how are we doing on the Saturday? Uh, you know, doing okay. Uh, new name. Same new name, game. same game. Yeah, same game. Same cold, ice cold takes and hot takes. You know, I'm doing fine on this Saturday, Tommy. Um, I'm doing a lot better after the Super Bowl, mentally. That's right. You know, life is life is a lot better. Life is good, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's almost a week since the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs are your Super Bowl champs once again. I ended up beating Philly 38-35. And, I mean, you said, you said this to me off camera. I mean, America won. America did win. You know, Philly fans, it's just, you know, they don't deserve happiness. It just is what it is. I don't make the rules. They just, that's how God just intended follow. it to be. Yeah, yeah. It's just how God intended it to be. God, God works in mysterious ways. It is what it is. I mean, we can't control it. But I, with the NFL season come to an end, it, I, I think it's kind of like your favorite time in the, in the spring, early winter or late winter. Free agency, you get the yeah, you get yes, the all the all the fantasy situations in your head. Who's yes. going where? Yeah, I mean, we got we got a lot of exciting moves probably going on in the draft. I think there's a, this. I think this is a good draft class. Free agency class, I think it could be better. Not terrible, but not great. I think uh, you know. I, I agree with you. I think that. Defensively, there's a, a decent bit of talent um, in free agency this year. At least got, you know, vets that have done it and have done it at a high level, you know, whether it be just for one year or a couple years. <coughs> Excuse me. So I think we'll get um, we'll get some good defensive players out of this. But, yeah, offensively, you know, this free agent class is kind of weak. Um, not a lot of good pass catchers. You know, the, the pass catching market's going to be really down. There's some decent offensive linemen. And obviously, you know, the crown jewel of this class is now Derek Carr. And he's mm. like, you know, a top 15 quarterback, top, you know, so like they don't hit free agency often, I know. But the the big thing in this this free agent class and in the, the draft, which we'll get to um, later this offseason when we start talking about the draft and get closer to that, is the running back market. I mean, this is going to be. The running back landscape is about to change dramatically this offseason, I feel like. Yeah, there's a couple big names. I mean, Saquon's the big one. This is uh this is his first time hitting the market, really. Yep. Um I have a feeling they're probably gonna franchise tag him just because they couldn't come to agreements. But I'm glad he brought up pass catchers because it seems like the past couple years, the wide receiver classes in the draft have been better than the free agency market for wide receivers. And I think you're going to you're definitely going to see that again this year. I think that with the way the NFL has transitioned to be more of a uh, passing league, you see teams willing to pay two guys, three guys instead of just one guy, you know. Look at a you know, look look at a team like the Bengals for example. They're going to pay Jamar Chase, but now, you know, T. Higgins is coming up first, and you're talking about Joe Burrow potentially taking a pay cut to, you know, re-sign T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, keep the gang together. We're talking about Joe Mixon potentially being like a cap casualty where they're going to cut him to free up money to give to T. Higgins. So, yeah, we didn't really see that, you know, 10, 12 years ago. You weren't paying. You were paying the guy, and then, you know, you might draft your wide receiver two or whatever, but you weren't going to pay two two elite wide receivers on the same roster. But you see that now. Yeah, and, and Joe Mixon might get cut for other reasons, too. Oh, well, um, yeah, but... Yeah, because he's a, a wonderful guy, some would say. Um, not really. But I think we should go over some of like, these salary caps for these teams because what stands out to me the most is how much space the Bears have in this upcoming free agency. The Bears are an interesting team. Um, $97 million in total cap, about $98. Um, but not a whole lot on the roster. I do. I think people are lower on the offensive line 
than I am. I don't hate the offensive line. I think that, you know, they need a little bit more talent, maybe, in, you know, a tackle, like a franchise tackle and some help in the interior. But I don't hate the line that much. I don't think they're going to be spending big in that department. <clears throat> but Tommy, you got David Montgomery, who's a free agent, but you got Khalil Herbert on the roster. So I think they may draft a running back and then go in with those two. But the, the elephant in the room is that receiving room. I, it is desolate. Um, they traded pretty much, I think they traded the 32nd pick, so it would be a first rounder usually, but we don't have 32 picks in the first round this year because of Miami. They traded a late first for Claypool, and he didn't do anything. And Darnell Mooney, he looks, you know, he looks just like an okay player. So Cole Komet is probably the best pass catcher on that team. They said he might get an extension, but yeah, I mean, they have a lot of cap space, but not a lot of talent on the roster. It'll be interesting to see how they use it. I'm just interested, too, because, like like you said, the wide receiver room is probably one of the worst in the NFL. And do you go out and spend the money this year anyway since you know that you know, this pass-catching class is not that great? I, mean, I, mean, the I, best, don't, I don't think The best one out there probably is going to be Juju. Jacoby Myers or Juju, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you could probably wait to see – if some of these guys get cut, like Keenan Allen, but is it worth it going out in Keenan Allen for two or three years, and then probably going to cut him again? Yeah, I think they just gotta. I got. They gotta build through the draft there. You know, maybe bring in a guy like a DJ Chark, um, <clears throat> or I, you know, a vet like uh, Julio Jones or Marvin Jones, just someone to, you know. But I don't think you can go out and. I'm not throwing out uh, yeah. Juju or Jacoby Myers. I wouldn't be spending big if I was Chicago in this free agency class just because I feel we there's probably going to be better down the road. and You might as well just save some of that salary cap, build through the draft, and I think <clears> they could potentially have a good roster in the next four or five years. And then right behind them, I mean, the, it's crazy. The next closest one is Atlanta with $56 million. They're kind of in the same boat. They have good pieces, but it's kind of hard uh, to judge them. I think I'll be interested. They'll probably build through the draft. That'll be interesting to see. Uh, Vegas, Giants, New England are all also in the top five. Houston, six. Cincinnati, seventh. And Seattle, eight. Baltimore, nine. Detroit, ten. And then Detroit, tenth. They're at fifteen million. So after that, it kind of drops off between um, Detroit to San Fran. San Fran is the last team in the millions in salary cap. So I think it's interesting right there. In San Fran's uh, <clears throat> case, I, I know uh, they can restructure a lot of contracts, and that's something we're not really going to talk about because maybe we will when we start going uh, specific teams. This is just a primer episode. <clears throat> but in San Fran's case, they do have a lot of contracts they could restructure and open up a lot of cap space. But I want to go back up to uh, <clears throat> to Cincinnati at 7. Um, this is the year. I was listening to Colin Coward, I guess, a couple of days ago. <clears throat> and he said this was the year to get the Chiefs. You know, like they didn't have... They had a lot of young guys on the defense. They didn't have Tyree killed. This was the year you got to beat them. <clears throat> Obviously, no one did. I don't necessarily agree with that because I do think they had a lot of over-performers come playoff time, which is kind of a key to winning a championship, I understand. But I still like Cincinnati. They were so close to beating them. And with the cap space they have, I think they can beat them. Now, obviously... You know, a lot of that's going to go to T. Higgins or whatnot if they decide to keep him. <clears throat> but I think they have a great opportunity to use this cap space and fill out those few holes they have. Uh, you know, replace Eli Apple should be, like, the number one priority. Um, good guy, very annoying, not very good at football. You know, he's not... The ego he has does not match his play. Um, <clears throat> but I like Cincinnati and seeing them top, you know, top seven, top six in, 
and cap space with how good that team is. You know, you look at the rest of the teams on that list, Tommy. Vegas, I mean, who knows? I mean, it kind of seems like they're putting all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, and I don't, you know, Atlanta, they don't have a quarterback. They have a decent offensive line. Their defense is pretty ass. So, like, eh, the Giants, I mean, that's all coaching. They'll get better. New England, kind of the same thing. Holes all over the roster. Kind of got to shape it up. Cincinnati is the only team with cap space that doesn't have a lot of holes where they can splurge on luxuries. And I, I, I think they're the team to watch. I think they might have, like, the second or third most interesting offseason, especially if they don't decide to keep T. Higgins. Like, what are they going to get for him? You know, what type of package will they get back for him? If they do get a package, I think it's going to be pretty – it's not going to be the biggest we've seen for a receiver, but I think it's it's going to be pretty big just because we've seen how good he can be. I mean, when Jamar Chase was out, he stepped up and filled the role of wide receiver one really well. He absolutely, he absolutely can be a one. You know, I'd, I expect them to get a first back, maybe two, um, at least a first and a couple seconds. Um, and then you got to think that adds even more cap space to what they can do. Obviously, you're losing a weapon like that, but, yeah, the Bengals can – can do a lot of damage. And, you know, we saw last year they went out and spent on the offensive line. Didn't really hold up uh, leading up to the AFC Championship game. Uh, Burrow was still getting pressured a lot, but a lot of them got injured. So I think um, they probably, they're not going to re-bolster the offensive line, but it's still going to be solid, I think, uh, if they stay healthy. Defense had very few holes, I felt like, too. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised, like you said earlier, that Joe Mixon, probably not this year, but in the next upcoming years, he probably will get cut. Um, any other teams in, with interesting salary caps standing out to you? Buffalo um, being negative $19 uh, million in the salary cap and the Chargers. Um, that's tough. You know, especially in the Chargers case where, you know, the Broncos, the Raiders, and them all loaded up and the division was decided by Thanksgiving. Um, You kept Brandon Staley. The defense has got to get better next year. But, you know, like you just signed Mike Williams to that big contract, signed Austin Eckler, signed Keenan Allen. Like, you're pretty much, like, I know they can get out of Keenan Allen's contract, and I think uh, Gerald Everett as well, but, like, who are you replacing Keenan Allen with? You know what I mean? Like, do you really want to use your first-round pick on a wide receiver? Like, they should, in my opinion, but, like, is that really what they want to do? Because they can kind of look at it and say, well, Justin Herbert put up amazing numbers. He's getting a different offensive coordinator, and he didn't have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams the whole season. The thing is, you can't count on them. So you can't go into next season and say, well, they'll be better. We don't know that. They could miss the entire season. I mean, you might have been lucky to get the six or seven games they played. You know what I mean? I mean, Mike Williams has been an injury problem, it feels like, ever since he came to the league. Keenan Allen's, you know, he's slowing down. I mean, I believe he's around 30. He might be over 30 years old now. I think uh, they, you know they signed a lot of people last year. They traded for Khalil Mack. That was a huge contract. I think he's still on. Yeah. They'll probably restructure him. They're definitely going to have to restructure J.C. Jackson because that was that was a terrible contract in my opinion. I mean, they paid him the world. I think uh, they'll they're going to have to restructure that. Other than that, I mean, maybe they. I don't know who else they restructure if they want to make some moves, but they probably I mean, they won't. Could, they could probably go to the table with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I think it's just best to keep him. Um, just run it back one more year, you know, and if it doesn't work, then you can kind of go from there. But you do want to compete when Justin Herbert signs rookie contract. And this offseason, Joe Burrow is probably going to get his extension. Or if it's not this offseason, it'll be next offseason. Lamar's definitely getting money from somebody, whether it's Baltimore or Atlanta, whoever he goes to is getting money. Um, you got, you know, you got a lot of guys coming up that are about to get paid. So it's getting extremely dangerous. You know, he's probably like third in line after Burrow and Lamar to get money. And 
the tr- you're going to have to pay him. So you're already kind of in cap hell, so you got to get out of that. So I understand the, the thought process of cutting Keenan Allen, but I don't think it's worth it. But in Buffalo's case, again, the pass catching market, not that robust. So you're not replacing anybody on that team. So they're going to go pretty, like, unless you, I think they'll draft somebody. But you're pretty much going to go back into it with the same team. Like, for the most part. You might draft and fill in some holes. And Sean McDermott hasn't shown that he can build an offensive line. And this pass-catching group was Stefan Diggs and Inshallah. You know, Stefan Diggs and Prayers. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Buffalo, I mean, like you said, Stefan Diggs and then Dawson Knox in the end zone. That was about it. I mean, Gabe Davis. Now, everyone thought he was going to make huge strides this season, but he really didn't. He was still just an average receiver. And I, I think if they do go out and get a receiver, like you said, they're probably going to get one through the draft. Or um, they're saying the it's going to be receiver in the first round for them or probably running back. I know they, they're not happy with the running back room. Well, I think that's also is, because of the offensive line. Yeah, the offensive sad. line is bad. And you just had James Cook average 5.7 yards. And now I'm a yeah. little biased because I'm a James Cook dynasty owner. But 5.7 yards of carry behind that offensive line. We saw Devin Singletary actually start to be useful. I don't think running back's that big of a need for them. I really don't. I think they, you know, you got Naheem Hines. I think you could run it back with the room you have. Resign Devin Singletary, whatever. Run it back. I don't think drafting a running back is worth it. They need to be drafting offensive linemen and pass catchers this entire draft. That should be it. And then another really interesting team out of that division is the Jets. Because they've got, you know, I think they're negative two million in the cap right now, but that's really they're gonna move around and get cap space. Derek Carr just had a meeting with them. We saw how good that team was, how good that defense was. And the only reason they didn't make the playoffs is because they had Zach Wilson at quarterback. And Mike White got injured. I feel like if Mike White would have stayed healthy, they probably would have made the playoffs over the Dolphins. If they get Derek Carr, I know he's not elite, but he's the best quarterback play they will have had since Mark Sanchez. And they have a, a, a defense to match that. Could, they could possibly be better than the Buffalo Bills. They don't have a Josh Allen, sure, but their their roster and its totality might be better because Garrett Wilson is he's on the track to be like one of those guys, one of those really good wide receivers. So you can't say the pass catching group's that much worse. I might prefer the Jets. They got Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. I think he's still good. Got a decent tight end. The offensive lines are very comparable, and the Jets have, you know, their Jets offensive line has been decimated every year. They get back and back. That offensive line might be better. Running game is for sure better. Defense is for sure better. I mean, the Buffalo Bills signed Von Miller and said, carry us. We need you to stop Patrick Mahomes. You know, what was he, 32? Now he's got a a major injury he's coming off of. The Jets might win that division if they get Derek Carr. They might win it. If Derek Carr is not buns and plays like an average quarterback, slightly above average like we know he's capable of, they might win that division. Listen, like you said, he doesn't have to be elite. I mean, Derek Carr, I think, is still a solid quarterback. Like He can make the throws at times. Um, we've seen him. He The year he broke his leg, he was having a phenomenal year with the Raiders. And it's not like they had an outstanding pass catching room. No, Amari Cooper. I, the, yeah, the one, the one in the Jets might be a little bit better. So I think that if he does go to New York, that'll be very interesting. I know New York also. They're saying they're going to trade for Rodgers. I don't think that's a great idea, just because we know with Rodgers, you got to build up chemistry with him. I don't think it's worth it to take time build up chemistry with those receivers because by that time. He's going to be, what, 41 years old? So yeah, I mean, like, even, like, even if you want to give him the whole like hired gun type outlook and he comes in and he's elite right away, what is it, a two-year play, you know? Yeah. And you know the offseason, you know, say you go out, you make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers, the offseason it's going to be, eh, I might retire, I don't know, I'll tell you, you know, in a couple months, like, what I'm doing. It's yeah. going to be a year-to-year thing. With Derek Carr, you're signing him, three-, four-year deal, you know he's there. 
Now, you know, is is he going to give you to the pinnacle like Aaron Rodgers possibly could? Probably not. But at the same time, we've seen Aaron Rodgers. He didn't look that great last year. I know he had the broken thumb or whatever, but like, it wasn't like he was MVP Aaron Rodgers. Now, if it's MVP Aaron Rodgers, sure, Derek Carr's not getting there. But I feel like you just got to get a quarterback upgrade. I mean, you were that close with Zach Wilson. Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers are leagues and bounds above him. You could get Teddy I mean, Bridgewater and make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think it will be interesting to see uh, just because I New York competing for that division has been like over a decade. So I think it will be interesting. Um, any other teams with salary caps you're interested in? I know we talked about the Saints last week with how they just – they come up with money like – Oh, yeah, Mickey Loomis. Mickey Loomis is the go. I'm trying to see, you know, I do want Derek Carr to go there just because I want to see what the conversion to U.S. dollar to Loomis bucks is Um, because they're not the same thing. Uh, Mickey Loomis, he's a genius. I I respect him. I respect the game. But they just keep pushing their money down the road, and I get it. You know, you look at Tampa Bay without Tom Brady, very beatable. And Colin Coward said something very interesting. He said if Derek Carr – had to choose between the Jets and the NFC South, he should go to the NFC South because it's not a guarantee on the Jets that he wins the division. I agree. The Buffalo Bills would still be the favorites probably. Miami would still be right there. New England's getting better. It would be tough. If he went to the South, whatever team he landed on would win the division. Like, easily. Even the Falcons, with good quarterback play, best offense. Panthers, with good quarterback play, best offense. Good offensive line. Young defense. The Saints, I mean, they still have a competing roster. They shouldn't, but they still do. And then Tampa Bay, you know, if they decided to somehow go get them, I mean, they were just in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, so obviously. So, I mean, if he wants to make the playoffs a guarantee, just go to an NFC South team. Uh, If he wants to maybe win a championship, I'd go to the Jets. I think that's an interesting segue for um, these quarterback free agents because really – quarterback right now it's Derek Carr is the top one behind who's unrestricted free agents right now I mean we we know Lamar could end up leaving but that's kind of a different situation just because he's probably going to get signed get the yeah. franchise tag oh he's so, well it's a hundred percent guarantee he's getting franchise tag it's whether they trade him yeah. or let him sit out you know yeah and then after that it's it's Jimmy G which Jimmy G, he can still probably be a solid game manager. Um, I think he'll probably end up around the NFC South too. That's another guy he could probably fill in. Or the Jets, if they miss out on Derek Carr, I think he could end up there. Daniel Jones, he's probably going to get re-signed. I know he's gonna uh, get he a wants bag. to re-sign. He's going to get a What's bag. What's that? I said Daniel Jones is going to get a bag, and it's going to make me sick to my stomach. I mean, they're saying it's going to be like around $30 million, which is it's crazy. He had 15 but, touchdowns, people. 15. Yeah. 15 passing. He had 22 total, but I, I don't care. I digress. Um, Geno Smith is also out there. I think he's going to sign back with Seattle just because I think he, he, he found a groove there. I don't see them – trying to lose out on them, at least for this year. They'll probably draft someone, I believe, in the later rounds, build them up, and have Gino kind of mentor them. You know, that's an interesting one because I think he'll have the most interesting quarterback contract. Because I think Jimmy Garoppolo, like you said, he's going to sign with a team like, you know, Atlanta or one of the NFC South teams or the Jets. And he's going to get three years, 75, 80 million, like, you know, 45, 50 guaranteed, probably somewhere around in that range, maybe even just a two year deal. What's Geno's deal going to look like? Because, you know, you saw down the stretch last season, he kind of, the wheels started to come off a little bit. He had a decent playoff game against San Francisco, at least in the first half. So maybe it's very incentive laden. You know, maybe it's a two year deal, you know, worth X amount that could get up to, you know, 50, 55 million. If he hits, you know, incentive marks, I think he'll have the most interesting contract uh, negotiations this offseason. Um, it'll be interesting to see if a guy like Andy Dalton 
gets a bridge job. I mean, he didn't play horrendous last year. You know, I'm not, and you know, if my team signed him, I wouldn't be enthused. But I mean, he could go back to the Saints if they miss out on everybody. And it doesn't seem like they're ready to tear it down. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back in New Orleans. I don't see James Winston staying there, um, just because well, all the history, you know, the injury history. Uh, he didn't play that great, even when healthy. I I think Andy Dalton probably had his best season since leaving Cincinnati with New Orleans. I mean, he didn't look good in Chicago or Dallas when he did have to come in. But they kind of let him start to air it out in New Orleans because they didn't really have anything to lose. So I, I don't I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back there. Uh, after him, it's really just all backups. I mean, Baker Mayfield, I, I he had a good couple weeks with the Rams, but signed back with the Rams, sit behind Stafford? or I would if I was him. Um. But I could also see him going to, like, the Commanders, you know, on a backup deal, or a team like maybe even Dallas. You know, Jerry Jones likes those type of guys. He likes the controversial, like, you know, Baker Mayfield just seems like a cowboy. He fits the culture. Yeah, and he'd be the backup, you know. You're guaranteed (laughs) at least two starts behind Dak every year. Oh, yeah. And... Um, we'll move on to running backs because I, I don't think there's anything else with quarterbacks. Uh, the, the big one we talked about, Saquon. If he doesn't sign back with the Giants, where do you think he ends up? I haven't. I I don't know. Um, I don't know. It wouldn't be smart for any team to give Saquon or Josh Jacobs any type of money. The the draft class is deep. So I feel like Saquon is just going to end up on the Giants. If he doesn't, I mean, I guess, like, maybe Kansas City. But it'd be cheap. You know, he wouldn't get any, like, major money. So I just, I think the running back free agent class is just dead. I think a lot of them are going to end up back with the same team. They're going to end up signing for a lot cheaper than they probably thought on, you know, different teams. Like, I think Miles Sanders is a really interesting one because Philly has a top-ten pick. They have a pick at the end of the first. They could, you know, very easily draft a running back, replace him, probably get better, you know, if it was someone like Bijan or Jameer Gibbs, and you're not paying him. Where does Miles Sanders go if that happens, you know? Maybe Chicago. Maybe they replace David Montgomery with Miles Sanders. But I don't think David Montgomery gets that big of a market. So I think he ends up back in Chicago. So I just, you know, in my right mind, I like to think every NFL team is smart. And I just don't think it's smart. It's not a smart investment to sign a running back to a second contract. It's just not. Yeah, especially a big one. You know, we've seen it not pan out for years now. Yeah. Especially in the past decade. You, you um, saw the Christian Christian McCaffrey when the 49ers traded for him. Everyone's like, that's a terrible trade. He's getting paid, you know, ec- you know, a lot of money or whatever. And even he played that well, played amazingly. Even still, it's like, eh, you know, it, it's a lot of money to pay a running back. And they're already looking at restructuring his contract. You look at Zeke. I mean, Zeke got paid a ridiculous amount of money. What has it done for Dallas? Nothing. Yeah, he. I want to say that first two years, he well, the first year he had over a thousand, but that second year was barely over a thousand. This year, I mean, he was he was basically the second string power back. Uh, the guy I'm interested in seeing end up because I don't think he's staying where his original team, Kareem Hunt. I'm I'm interested to see where he ends up just because I think he can help a lot of teams in the backfield, especially you know in the passing I- game. You know who uh, it's a really interesting spot for Kareem Hunt? The Colts. I like that fit a lot. Um, Jonathan Taylor has a lot of burst. He's very, you know, I think he's kind of similar to Nick Chubb. Um, maybe a little bit more finesse to his game than Nick Chubb has. Kareem Hunt's, you know, he's backed up a guy like that. He's probably a much better receiver than Jonathan Taylor. Pretty good in pass pro. And you can take the load off of Jonathan Taylor because we saw last year he got hurt. 
Now, you know, I don't think it was a load thing that made him get hurt, but still, you know, he's coming off injuries now. You want to keep him healthy for as long as possible because he is the engine that drives that offense, especially with the Colts, you know, potentially trading up to number one, get a rookie quarterback. You want to have a really good run game to, you know, take the pressure off of him. So I like the Colts as a landing spot for Kareem Hunt. Um, also, the Bengals. Um, if they decide to get rid of Joe Mixon, I feel like they could bring back Piran and Kareem Hunt and maybe not lose that much production. Yeah, I think Kareem Hunt can do just as good of a job as Joe Mixon in that backfield, and he's definitely a better pass catcher than Joe Mixon. Um, a couple of the other top ones, uh, Rashad Penny, I think, will probably stay in Seattle, take a, a baseline deal. I could see He'll him probably... going to, like, Carolina. Um. I think it depends on if Carolina wants to bring back their backfield because they kind of—I thought they did a solid job um, last year when McCaffrey left. You know, they did get a lot of touches, but they—I thought they did a good job on the ground. Well, I think Carolina. I think Jamal Williams. I think they. I think Carolina should be looking at Rashad Penny and the Miles Sanders of the world. If Miles Sanders doesn't want ridiculous money, because I think he's better than Dante Foreman. I think both of those guys are better than Dante Foreman Um, and Chuba Hubbard. Obviously, they could draft somebody too. But, yeah, Penny could stay in Seattle. Um, I could also maybe see him going to Jacksonville to to back up ETN if he took a cheap enough deal. Some interesting spots for him, for sure. And uh, pe- teams are probably interested to see how his ankle is looking right yeah, now in absolutely. the offseason. Just because that is that was a horrific injury. I mean, that's a terrible injury for a running back. Um. Another uh, Jamal Williams, I think, is going to sign back with Detroit. He kind yeah, of even said it. Mortal lock. He's going back to Detroit. Yeah. And then probably the last big guy I'd say on here, uh, Josh Jacobs. You think he signs back with Vegas, or you think he's leaving? I think he does. Um, I think Vegas will give him his money. They shouldn't, but I think they will. I think Saquon, you know, goes back to to New York, like we said. Um, I do think there's another really interesting backfield, um, Miami. Jeff Wilson's a free agent. Mostert's a free agent. What do they do? Do they draft somebody? Do they bring those two back? I mean, they're both McDaniels guys. You know, they're both Shanahan guys. Um, they did fine when they got both of them. The running game was, you know, working. Uh, injuries kind of took them down, down the stretch, but Mostert's 30. Jeff Wilson's up there, so I don't know. I think they'll probably, I think they'll probably bring back one of them, and then draft somebody. Um, I think that's probably the the scenario that's going to happen. I know I just talked about him, but David Montgomery and Devin Singletary, those guys. You know, I feel like Miles Sanders is kind of the cutoff point for guys that could potentially get decent money. You know him. Saquon, Josh Jacobs. What do you know? What is David Montgomery and Devin Singletary? What do they get? You know, what's their market going to look like? Because I think once you see what Saquon makes, I don't. I think the report was like he wants like sixteen. He's not getting that. So if he signs for like ten or eleven. Miles Sanders probably going to get, what, six, maybe seven. Jacobs, you know, he might match Barkley. What does David Montgomery and Devin Singletary get? Like, it might actually just be worth more more worth it for them to just stay on their teams for damn near minimum than to try to test the open market. Yeah, because they are – they aren't because they're not they're not on the level of uh, the guys like you said, but like you said, it's like at least for Singletary, he's in a good situation I think in Buffalo because they are a championship contending team. Just depends on how if he can outproduce James Cook because I have a feeling James Cook is going to probably get the ball more in the next upcoming years. Just because, yeah. like you said, he he looked good uh, around the offensive line, so. Like you said, I think it'll be interesting to see. Anything else about the running backs? Oh, we didn't talk about Tony Pollard. Um, That's right. I have a guilty 
a guilty pleasure spot I want him to go to. Um, because I'm a hater. I'm a generational hater. I want him to follow Kellen Moore to the Chargers and form a tandem with Austin Eckler. So Austin Eckler has a worse fantasy season, and I could stop hearing about him being a great running back. Um, I like Austin Eckler a lot. I'm tired of the opinion that he's a great running back just because of fantasy stats, because that's a terrible opinion. Like, that's just dumb. Um, I mean, he could, it would be really interesting. You know? I think it, I think it would, but I, I want to say the Cowboys have already came out and said they're probably going to franchise tag him. Yeah. What if Zeke gets cut? Where does he go? There, Zeke will probably, you know, he'll go. I don't think he'll not get picked up, but he'll go somewhere and just be a second string. I think he'd go back to the Cowboys even if he gets cut. I think they just might resign him to the minimum. But you know what is a Zeke landing spot? Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore will take any running back. No, yeah, Greg Roman's not there anymore. I got to stop making those jokes. I got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, Roman almost ended up in Washington, so he probably could have. Oh my God, dude! Could you imagine the domestic terrorist getting a job right away, bro? Go, go to Nick Saban's school of rehabilitation for a season, and let me like wash the stench off of you, because I I can't stand him. Can't. You just can't look at him anymore. It's just it's so depressing watching what happened to the Baltimore offense. It's okay. He's no he's no longer here. He can't hurt you anymore. Um, we'll go on to the wide receiver class, man. Like we said earlier, this is, this is bad. Um, Juju's top guy, and then probably Jacoby Myers, another guy, Alan Lazard. I, I, it sounded like he didn't want to stay in green Bay, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I think it it depends on if Rogers stays or not. I think it was more so he kind of realizes that his time has come to an end. Yeah. Why would they sign him when they have Dobbs and Watson and they're obviously going that direction? You know, he's an like he's a great blocker. He's a great Alan Lazard is he's a he's a wide receiver everyone wants on their team, but I'm not willing to pay you to be on my team. You know, he's going to do all the stuff that no other wide receiver likes doing: blocking. You know, going out there on screen plays. You know, not getting a whole lot ran for him. And I just, you know, I just don't think anyone's really going to pay him that much for those services. I think he's a fine wide receiver. I think he will get a job. I just don't think he'll be back with Green Bay. And then uh, DJ Chark, another one. I thought he was going to have probably a little bit more bigger of a role in Detroit. But he kind of stepped up towards the end. Yeah, he got injured. I... I think DJ Chark, outside of Juju and Myers, if I had to rank how comfortable I am with giving money to these guys, I think I'm most comfortable giving money to Jacoby Myers. Um, I think Juju, if he knows what's good for him, he'll take any money that Kansas City gives him, any money that Kansas City gives him. He should just stay there. Do what A.J. Brown said. Patrick Mahomes made your career. He saved you. Stay there. Um and then DJ Chark. I think DJ Chark would be would be my guy after that. I really like DJ Chark. I liked him in Jacksonville. And I think he can be a good wide receiver too for for some team. And then, you know, you got some of the, the old timers who need to sign to the retirement home, Randall Cobb, uh, Julio Jones. Just hang him up, please. Uh, yeah. You're not holding on to anything. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. You got guys like Jarvis Landry, Nicole Hardman. Yeah. Um, Nelson Aguilar is also out there, but Starling Shepard coming off the Achilles. Like you got guys that will get jobs, but like, why even talk about where they're going to sign and for how much they're going to sign? You know? Because it's like they're probably just going to do exactly the same thing on these new teams. Not much. <laughs> I. At times, some of these guys are good receivers. Like Jarvis Landry was a great receiver at one point. But his time's coming to an end. I mean, Odell's also a free agent. He'll probably, I think, end up signing somewhere. But I think we'll just have to wait and see. Anything else on these receivers? No, I think we can move on. Myers, Juju, Lazard, DJ Chart. There you go. Yeah, that that's probably it. And then um, 
Tight end market, I think, is pretty interesting just because I think the top two potential ones are are pretty good tight ends. They're pretty solid in Gusecki and Schultz. I'm looking at this this list for the first time, and, yeah, this market's not that – it's interesting. Gusecki, um, I don't think anyone wants to skedaddle on their team. Um, I think they should put in the contract. You're not allowed to do that. Um. For our fans' sake, when you you can't do the, your gritty anymore, um, I think Gasecki could move teams, get a better role. I don't know if he'd take a TJ Hawkinson type jump, but he would. You know, he'd get more involved. I think he's a decent enough receiver, and you know, definitely athletic enough to get be a mainstay in an offense. Dalton Schultz needs Dak Prescott way more than Dak Prescott needs Dalton Schultz. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't see the Cowboys yeah, we, resigning we him. Saw it when- yeah, I don't. I don't see the Cowboys resigning him, and I think it's going to be an Austin Hooper situation, um, where he'll go to his next team and he won't be nearly as productive as he was in Dallas. The number two that I'm really interested in actually is Evan Ingram. What does Jacksonville do? Because they're kind of in cap hell. I think that you know they're near the bottom in terms of cap space. They they spent a lot of money. Um, but man, did Dougie P use Evan Ingram? Design the plays for him. Trevor Lawrence likes him. You know, does he try to try to come back? Are they going to bring him back? You know, what type of money is he going to want? He's obviously going to try to cash in on an 825-yard season with four touchdowns. Um, or a 766-yard season, my bad. So it'll be interesting. I think they'll try to at least bring him back, Jacksonville. I think they'll restructure some of the deals, create a little space for him. Um, another interesting one, I think, is Hayden Hurst because we've seen him step up. He makes some big catches with Cincinnati. If I don't know if Cincinnati wants to pay him since you know they're going to have to pay Chase, probably Higgins. So I think it'll be interesting to see. But he'll, he might get around a $4 million deal, I think. I mean, he was getting like three and a half last year. Yeah, I think I think Hayden Hurst is worth keeping around if you're you're Cincinnati. Joe Burrow likes throwing to him, obviously. Um, got injured, but I think he's a decent decent enough guy. I could see him signing with Green Bay. Um, they're looking for a tight end. I don't think they're going to bring back Tunyon, so um, that could be an interesting spot for him. Out, outside of that, any other? Yeah, outside of them, I'm not really seeing. See anyone that interesting? Um, yeah, I don't really see anyone that interesting on this list outside of them. Maybe Irv Smith. You know, he kind of lost his job to T.J. Hawkinson. He's young, um, has shown flashes, so he could get a he could definitely get a contract somewhere for a team that you know is just willing to take a shot on him. And we'll move over to the offensive line to finish things off. Um, the biggest one's probably Orlando Brown. That's uh, going to be a free agent. Um, do you think he ends up staying or leaving? Yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna—they're definitely gonna give him his money. Uh, him, Rodney Hudson—he's gonna be a free agent out of Arizona. He kind of had a down season. It's kind of the age is kind of catching up to him, but he, I think, he'll still get a job somewhere. Uh, George Fant, I think, probably should stay with the Jets. Um, if not, I could see him going to maybe Pittsburgh, team like that. Um, Mike McGlinchey is also a free agent. I've gone back and forth with myself over Mike McGlinchey. He's terrible in pass protection, but he's a really good run blocker. At the end of the day. It's going to be hard to find a tackle that is good as him at run blocking, but also better in pass pro. We've got Colton McKivicks on the roster, so maybe we'll give him a shot, but I think he'll end up re-signing with San Francisco, to be honest. Um, Jason Kelsey is also a free agent. I feel like that's a guarantee if he doesn't retire, he's going to go back to to Philly. Outside of them, there's not really... um, too many interesting names to talk about. You know, the, the offensive line market, a lot of these guys, I think offensive linemen get a bad rep where if you're really bad 
people think you should like be out of the league. And you know, tackle I always say is a lot more talent based than scheme. But a lot of interior offensive linemen, if I'm being honest, it's scheme. Like, yeah, some of these guys are better than the others for sure. I'm not saying they're all the same. But you can get on a good team and a good scheme and play much better than on your previous team. You know, like if Jason Kelsey went to a different team at 35 years old, he's going to be just fine. Like, he's that good. But the guy you bring into that Philly scheme, you know, if it was someone like, let me find a name on here, like Kyle Fuller, right? Free agent out of Seattle. I don't know anything about Kyle Fuller. I'm sure if he went to Philly and he's their starting center somehow, he'd probably look a whole lot better. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, they, they do a good job scheming the Philly offensive line. For years now, it feels like, for probably the past half decade, um... Any other linemen standing out to you? Nah, you know, I just, like I said, you're going to see guys get signed, and you're going to be like, who are they? You're not going to know them. You know, it's the unsung position. Some of these guys are going to play really good. Really, really good. Like uh, the the 49ers center, Jake Brenthal. I've never heard of him. He played amazingly. He's probably our best interior offensive lineman. And the guy had never gotten a starting center job in his career, and he was 30 years old, and he got his first one. So it's just there's always stories like that for offensive linemen. Gotta love the offensive linemen, though. And then we'll go over to defensive side. Uh, we'll start defensive line. Uh, a lot of the def- the top guys, at least for the defensive line, they're all over thirty years old now. So the big one is probably Fletcher Cox. Probably gonna stay in Philly. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, he's he's known for. I think he likes being in Philly. Philly wants him, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he does sign back. Robert Quinn's another one. Yeah, they're all in Philly. Um, yeah, I think Robert Quinn will go somewhere and be a stand-up edge rusher again. I think he'll put himself back at a in a three-four system. Um, I could see him signing with Buffalo. Very easily. Uh, I think he went to Philly and they didn't use him as kind of just a luxury item for them. But I think he could still he can still play a little bit. We just saw it in Chicago, so I think he he can go somewhere and make an impact for sure. And then um, Brandon Graham and Javon Hargrave are also the other two. I think Javon Hargrave is going to get a bag. Um. I think Deron Payne from Washington is um, – he's going to get paid a ton of money, and then you're going to see Javon Hargrave after him go match his contract. But Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, I think, are definitely going to stay in Philly. And then non-Philly base lineman from last year, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, you think he gets a, a big deal or – I, I would like to see him go to San Francisco. Um, he's a guy that I have have my eyes on. Um, San Francisco needs another edge rusher terribly. And if we could get him on a decent enough contract, I would love that. Um, him or Draymond Jones or Marcus Walker, you know, I would I would like one of those guys. There's always needs for edge rushers. I was going to say, after... After the Philly guys, there are a bunch of edge rushers on the market. They're all around almost 30 years old. Um, former big names, Javion Clowney's out there again. I I honestly don't know where he ends up. I know he's not going back to Cleveland. He kind of made that already know. Yeah, I'm, he hasn't done much since he's been in the league, really. Yeah. Um, any other edge rushers standing out to you? Um, not really. Um, maybe a guy like Akeem Hicks from Tampa Bay. I know he signed. Um, and you know, it's just another like big name. Always, you know, always get guys like that that come back and get jobs. Justin Houston, Akeem Hicks. I'm sure you know Nandamakinsu will get a job. There's always going to be some vets that uh 
leech on somewhere, latch on, because, you know, just their experience and how good they were. And then we'll move over to the linebackers. Um, the big one, Deion Jones, uh, got traded from Atlanta to Cleveland. I feel like Cleveland probably wants to sign him long-term because I don't think they'd want to do a rental deal for him. Yeah, probably. I think him and Levante David um, are definitely going to get decent money for the linebacker position. Uh, I think Levante David is he's in an interesting spot because Tampa Bay, depending on what quarterback they get, could try to run it back. I think more likely they're going to just let Kyle Trask go out there, get broken in half, and uh, rebuild. <laughs> and I think he's going to end up I think Levante David ends up uh, on a contending team somewhere on decent money. You know, we didn't see the Rams signing Bobby Wagner because of the lack of cap space they had. There's always a contending team that gets cap space and signs one of these guys. And then you got a young guy. You got a couple young guys out there, and like Tremaine Edmonds, who had a solid year in Buffalo. And then um, I think he's going to get a good deal. If uh, if he doesn't sign back with Buffalo, he probably will get yeah. a good deal in Buffalo too. Um, um, one of the really interesting ones, aren't you saying, young guys, is Aziz Alshier. Played phenomenally for the 49ers. I got nothing but good things to say about Aziz. And I think he's going to end up going to Houston, um, following D'Amico. And I think D'Amico's going to try to make him like the Walmart version of Fred Warner. I think he'll put the green dot on his head. And uh, they're going to let Aziz try to try to go out there and be like the captain of that defense. So I could definitely see that happening. Nothing wrong with that. Let that man cook. Um, another guy up here, they have uh, Devin Bush. Devin Bush probably hasn't done a lot since coming to the league in Pittsburgh. Was a really high-touted linebacker coming out of Michigan. You think he signs back with Pittsburgh? You think he gets a good deal? Uh, I don't know. He, he kind of had he had an okay season, nothing crazy. He could definitely sign back with Pittsburgh um, on decent money. I think they wouldn't be any worse off trying to re- replace him through the draft, though. I don't think he's a guy that is, you know, so talented that you can't replace him. Like, I feel like if they wanted to go after Aziz Ashier or Tremaine Edmonds or, you know, someone like that, I feel like they could get decent production close to Devin Bush. And obviously, they didn't have the draft capital attached to them that he did, you know. Yeah, and I know Pittsburgh. They, I think it's known they do want to make a push at Edmonds if he is out there, which um, I wouldn't be surprised because he kind of fits that Pittsburgh defense, kind of yeah. fits the mold there. So it'll be interesting to see. Any other linebackers sticking out to you? Layden Vander Esk and how much money Dallas is going to give him for no reason. Um. I I have a feeling he leaves. I really do. I don't think they'll let him. I there's they'd be smart to let him go because I think number one, he's a health scare. I mean he's always getting neck injuries. And number two, he had a good game in the playoffs against Tampa. But other than that, it felt like he wasn't really on the field the rest of the year. Like he was just invisible. One of the the wishes I have here is Quan Alexander to come back to San Francisco, um, on just on the low, just cheap. I love his energy. Um, I don't think he's as good as Aziz, but I love his energy. I miss him. I was very upset when we traded him a couple years ago, um, but we did overpay him for being kind of an outside linebacker. But uh, I, or, uh, I hope he comes back. I hope he, he rejoins and uh, the block is hot again. One can only hope. Um, we'll move on to the secondary. Secondary, it's also some of these older guys get, getting around uh, their 30s. They're in their 30s. Uh, Marcus Peters probably – Marcus Peters with Jesse Bates is probably the top guy right now for the secondary. Jesse Bates, I I want to say Cincinnati wants to resign him, but it, it all depends on what they want to do on the offensive end, I feel like. Yeah, um, Jesse Bates was definitely, you know, what did Lou Amarato call him, the, the cleanup crew 
Um, they, he's definitely he's he's definitely important to that defense. Um, I would like to see him resign in Cincinnati. I think they need him, and I think it's just a good marriage right there. And then you got Marcus Peters kind of bounced around for a little bit uh, after Kansas City. I think he signs back with Baltimore. I think he kind of found a home for a little bit in Baltimore. Yeah, you know, I could definitely see that. But Baltimore is, you know, they, they're kind of young in the back end as well. And I could definitely see them, you know, moving on. And Marcus Peter would not be short of work. Um, he'd find a job somewhere. I could even see him going to, like, maybe New England. Um, that kind of seems like a spot that Marcus Peters would end up. Bill Belichick likes the veteran corner guys. Maybe even a spot, you know, like... Arizona, if they're going to try to run it back with Jonathan Gannon and really try to compete, their secondary could use some help. Detroit, you know, so definitely some interesting uh, spots for him. And then you got, um, we'll talk about some of the safeties. Jimmy Ward, uh, Jordan Poyer, Adrian Amos, uh, Devin McCourty, all type of free safeties who have made an impact for the, their last teams. you think uh, any of them sign back, get a new deal somewhere else? Uh, Jimmy Ward played nickel this past year. Um, he didn't like it, said he wanted to move back to free safety. So I think a team is going to give him money to play safety. I don't know if it'll be the 49ers or not. I hope it's us. But we might bring back Tayshawn Gibson again. You know, he's a vet. He played well with us. So, you know, similar age as well. So we may just take the cheaper option. Uh, But Jimmy Ward is a hell of a player. And I think someone will definitely give him some money. Adrian Amos, I could see definitely staying in Green Bay. And McCourty is... I can't see him leaving New England at this point. You know, it's just kind of... Like Matthew Slater... And the McCordys is, I feel like, just always going to be Patriots. Matthew Slater actually uh, just informed that he's not retiring. He's signing back for one more year. Of course. Yeah. Uh, great special teams guy. Absolutely. Uh, Devin McCordy, I wouldn't be surprised if he um, actually retires because I think I think they're going to shift towards Jabril Peppers once McCordy is out of there. I think that's kind of their system guy. Um. One name I'm interested in Jordan, Jordan Poyer just because he probably had his best year last year, but he is 31. So what type of money are you looking to get? Yeah. I know he wanted a big deal. And if if you're Buffalo, is it worth it signing to a long deal? I mean, we've we've seen they already have a couple big deals on their roster, so I think it'll be interesting to see. Um. Trying to, uh, James Bradbury, also out there. I think he signs back with Philly. I really do. I think he liked it there. I don't – see, here's the thing. Detroit is throwing money at somebody. They, they're going to have to. I don't know if it will be one of the Tampa Bay guys like Jamal Dean if he gets out there, James Bradbury, uh, Marcus Peters, any, you know, any of these corners. Somebody's getting overpaid by Detroit. That's all I know. I mean, Dan Campbell's going to go out and get someone. Yeah, they, they got to. So, you yeah. know, James Bradbury, if you're sitting there and, uh, you know, Dan Campbell loves the passion of you holding um, in the final moments of the Super Bowl, and he just loves that passion of never losing, <laughs> you know, and he, he goes and he signs, he gives you a blank check, you know, are you staying in Philly because you think you're going to a championship or are you going to take the money? I mean, he's almost 30. He pretty much is 30. Probably your last opportunity, big fellow. Like I, you know, I'm running to the money. Um, uh, there's also a couple other guys: Jonathan Jones, Von Bell. Um, you know, one, one of your favorites, Patrick Peterson. The resurrection of him in Minnesota. Uh, you know, Pat Pete, Isaiah Hodgins owns him. But I'm going to be honest; I could definitely see San Francisco signing him. Um, we need some corner depth. I think we'll probably bring back Mosley, but I've heard uh, some rumors that he won't come back. I think we'll bring him back coming off an injury. He should be cheap. But Patrick Peterson, you know, 
he could definitely sign with San Francisco. I don't want him on the field, but he could definitely, definitely sign with us. Hey, he's a good mentor. I mean, he's he can teach you a lot. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, you know, if Lenore got to play uh, nickel more and we could put Pat Pete on the outside, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be that terrible. But again, like I said, if we bring back Mosley, I think he's just as good. Any other of the uh, people in secondary standing out to you? Uh, Gardner Johnson, CJ Gardner Johnson. Um, I think Philly's going to give him a deal because they traded for him. Uh, an interesting one is Keanu Neal. Um, kind of a box safety. Doesn't do a whole lot outside of that. Can honestly see him going back to Dallas. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if um he went back to linebacker again. Yeah, that that's season what I'm in Dallas, he uh, he was linebacker. I thought he did pretty good. Yeah, because he was coming off the Achilles injury and he looked pretty fast for a linebacker. Something like that. Um. There's some definitely some interesting guys down here. Uh, Jamel Dean is going to get a bag. I think he might. Um, I don't know if he's going to sign the biggest deal, but he might. Like I said, some Detroit is giving out the biggest cornerback contracts. It's somebody is getting the Brinks truck backed up in Michigan, okay? Somebody. Someone's getting that bag for Detroit, I mean – they, if they need the bag if they're living in Detroit because there's nothing good in Detroit. And if they don't, this is a failure of an offseason. Okay? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to get a corner. You got to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- their luck of corners through the draft has not panned out at all um, in the past years. Just go out and sign one, please. Because <laughs> that's probably – that's that's your um, reason probably you're not going to make the playoffs this year. I mean, everything else was an upgrade, at least offensively. Defense, they'll still have some holes. Linebacker play wasn't great, but Agent Hudson helped that defensive line. But they, they need something other than the defensive line. Yeah, Just absolutely. bring in a linebacker or someone in the secondary. Please. <laughs> Come on, Dan. Get, rip some kneecaps off and get working. <laughs> um, any other free agents? Catch your mind before we end things. Oh, since we're not going to talk about special teams at all, Robbie Gold, please come back to San Francisco. Don't go back to Chicago. I know you want to be closer there. If you do, I can't hate you for it, but please come back. You need him. You need Robbie Gold. He's a reliable kicker. Absolutely. Within 40, guaranteed. Not, I'm not worried at all. And, you know, I, I love uh, the fact how he warms up. Like right around like uh, the cheerleaders yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he's you know he's getting his kicks in. You know, leave Robbie Gold alone. He's he's been in this game a long time. You're not taking his warm up time away. I find that hilarious. Like they they literally just started forming around him for uh, their cheer, and he's just like kicking warm up fifty five yard field goals. I think it's great. I I think that's it. Yeah, uh, you know we new name. New brand, we're, you know, this offseason we're going to be going through division by division, you know, talking about the moves they make, also talking about moves that we think they should make. And the draft season should be a lot of fun, especially around the combine. You know, we're going to we're gonna be talking about all the things that are important, you know, like hand size and wonder look tests, you know, the, the, the de- like, and in, in, in interview questions. Tommy, I want to add, you know, I want us to, I want to sit down and I want you to be a draft prospect. I'm going to ask you some interview questions. Okay. If I was going to, you know, draft you. And it's going to be great. We're going to make fun of the draft combine to the fullest extent because it's the, the worst spectacle on the planet. Who cares how fast you can run without pads on? Who cares? Who? I mean, I see an offensive lineman. He runs a five-five. People are hating on him. Listen, the but buddy's a cheeseburger away from four hundred. Leave him alone. You know, as long as he can push people around, how I don't care how fast he runs. He's moving. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Five-five at four hundred pounds. I mean, let's do some physics here. That's, that's a Mack truck. Hey, you know, I, my, I want that running at me. Hey, oh, my quarter, my quarter, my quarterback has seven-inch hands, Tommy. Are, are we going to measure my hands? You want me to? Yeah, I would. Right. Hey, I would love to measure. 
the the twinkle toes hands. You know, yeah. what type of position can we put you at? They can put what these hands. Well, what was it? Can you pick it at what? Ten, nine and a half inch hands, something like that. And people were like, "Oh, he's got small hands." It's not about how big the hands are; it's about how you use them. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. You know, Brock Purdy has small hands. He, he has to well. Only, yeah, he's only like six six foot five eleven yeah. on a good day. Leave him alone. Small hand kings. Yes, it's small um, hand king spring. Yeah, I think that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode of Armchair GMs. Uh, We'll see you guys next weekend. Peace.